Undercover Carson, secret agent. Operation Death Ray, an assignment in Rio. Hates and fears were coming to the surface at last. My former school chum was showing himself to be anything but a friend towards the people of the country that had reared him. But who was he working for? The freelancers? The agents of some continental power? Or even the shadowy Chaco himself? It seemed that the red-headed American bird painter Hetty Fitzhenry was suddenly eager to spill the beans. Deauville had taken bold steps to have her smuggled out of the country, but fortunately we got wind of it. He had hired Herman Nagel's seaplane, and Hetty was on board. Leaving Angelo with the Davenport Rolls, I swam out to where the plane was moored. In view of the gag and ropes, Hetty was more than pleased to see me. Nagel was starting to row out from the jetty as Hetty and I slipped into the water. Where are we heading, Bruce? To the shore. About half a mile up. Half a mile? That's where Angelo's standing by. Bruce, I'll never make it. Of course you will, Hetty. Honey... I'm having one heck of a time staying afloat. Oh, you're doing fine. But this swimming style of mine isn't much above the ancient dog paddle. Oh, never mind. I'm here to help. And just take it steady. I sort of gathered that we had to make the shore with, with all due haste. Oh, Nagel's nowhere near the plane yet. But he'll be in one mighty rage when he finds I've skipped. Oh, by that time, we'll be well out in the darkness. Mm, I hope so, but I... Bruce! What is it, Hedy? Well... I feel like something's taking a tight hold of my, on the back of my leg. Something got you? Well, no. What? I, I think I'm getting a cramp or some such. Well, just take it easy, Hedy. And let me help you. There's an old mooring pile looming up. We'll, we'll take a rest there. How's it now? Leg, I mean. Well, Bruce, it's eased up since we've been clinging to this pile. Ah, good. But do I feel bedraggled? <laughs> you still look divine. Oh, as if you'd know in this dark. Uh, couldn't be otherwise, my dear. Staccato, Carson. I reckon you'd be just the same even if you were being put up against a wall to be shot. <laughs> Such thing impossible. Oh, don't you fret, brother. There are plenty that would like to do just that to you right now. <sighs> well, then. Uh... Well, best we get swiftly to shore and hear all about it. You ready? Well... Well, forgive me pressing you, my dear, but friend Herman Nagel's already in the seaplane. He's been flashing his torch all around. I know, but, but, but... But what? Bruce, I get the feeling this is going to be a mighty half mile. Yeah, well, I'll be on deck. Besides, it's time we started to move. Can't see much as you say, but I think Nagel's getting back into his dinghy. He is? So. Well, then I guess we do get going. Right. Here goes. Bruce, honey, I... Only a couple of hundred yards more. I know, but I... Big, big effort, my dear. Bruce, my leg's giving me the devil. After being ripped up, I guess it... Yes, yes, my dear. Understood, but... but just... I'm sorry. I'll, I'll just have to rest. Well, just, just hold on to me. But I don't know that I have the strength. No, no, Hedy, come on. Bruce... 
When I thought Nega was rowing after us, I guess I made too great an effort. Since he's gone back to the jetty, I saw her. Sorry. Hedy, hold on. Oh, I'm sorry, Bruce. I can't. I can't even do that. Hetty! Passed out. Well, must get it ashore. Can't afford to lose a star witness. Here goes. Slow going, especially for a chappie with a right shoulder so recently nicked by a bullet. There was a steady current that I hadn't noticed earlier, so I had to change direction slightly and come ashore considerably short of where I'd left Angelo with the car. But he spotted me, waded out, and helped me to carry Hetty onto dry ground. She lay very still, her face a ghastly colour, the marks of the rope still showing red on her slender ankles and wrists. It is... From pain and the exhaustion that she has collapsed, Senor. So, old chap. That on top of all she's been through. Mm. She breathes with great lightness. Yes, I know. What are we to do, Senor? Leave her? Leave her? Indeed. I'm surprised at you, Angela. Senor, it is unwise to be encumbered with one, however fair, who is about to die. Oh, but she's not that bad. You think not? No, no. Just collapsed. Nothing more. Allow me to explain, Senor. My ancestors were able in some way of mystery to feel the coming presence of death. Death? Indeed. And I am not altogether without such powers of discerning. No, rot. Believe me, Senor, all is not well. Now listen, old chap, we've got to get Miss Fitzhenry to warmth somewhere. You buzz back to the car and bring it here pronto. It would be wiser to abandon... Out of the question. Especially with all the information she has. Now get the car. Very well, Senor, I go. Abandon, dear child. Never. Hetty. Hetty, old thing. Mm. Could be dead the way she looks. But still breathing faintly. Hardy. Huh? What? You're not expecting me, huh? Nagel. Yeah. Minus boots, of course. When they wore out my socks creeping up on you. You've, uh, just arrived. Just. Yeah. But still in time to protect the interest of my Client? Client? I reckon you know as well as I do. Uh, Mr. Roger Davey. Yeah. No doubt you're entitled to be a little put out at my interference. I'm put out, bud, but I can, I can assure you of that. Howsoever. I... And I don't take kindly to that stunt you pull on me, Carson. Now, which stunt was that? First making out you were doleful on the other end of that telephone. Oh. <laughs> uh, mighty smart. Oh, thanks. All you English characters talk alike to me. Yet I figured there was something wrong with the way you were talking. It wasn't until I got on the plane and found the redhead gone that it all hit me. Hmm. And now, um, here you have proof. Yeah. And the opportunity to get my own back. Nagel, uh, in the past, I rather gleaned that you didn't think too highly of friend Doville. But I don't think too highly of mankind in general. Yes, I rather gathered that. I reckon I made it plain to you that I hire myself to the first who comes along. Doville hired me to take the redhead someplace. So, so, but... Uh... I fear she won't be going. Not yet a while. That's something you want to find out about her, huh? There is? Well, I guess there's plenty you don't know. Yes, naturally. I'm not alluding at the moment to a background, Mr. Carson. Then what are you alluding to? This babe needs extra gentle handling. Uh-huh, but don't they all? Maybe, but this one is different. How different? Like Donville told me, I wasn't to fly too high because she's got heart trouble. Heart trouble? And not the kind that makes a swoon when there's a Carson cooing around. We can't. Yeah. 
Ah, that explains, of course. Hitty. Hitty, old thing. Thanks for the chance, Bert! And another... Really, old chap, I don't take kindly to characters interfering. Uh, nor I, for that matter. Shaping up, huh? Well, why not? Okay, Carson, you ask for it. One moment. Who the... I also am able to walk without the noise of boots, Senor Nagel. <sighs> Thanks, Angelo. It is nothing, Senor. But it is understood, of course, that this weapon is not without bullets. Ah, turn the gold on thing on yourself. <laughs> I am very sorry to turn the tables this way, Senor Nagel. Okay, Carson. This ain't the finish. Don't worry. Well, I'm afraid it is for the moment, Nagel, old chap. We've a car close handy. If Miss Fitzhenry has a weak heart, then it's more urgent than ever that we get her to help and warmth. Angela was still insisting that we should abandon Hitty as I carried her to the rolls. But that we should do that was completely out of the question. We drove off, leaving a scowling Herman Nagel to bite his fingernails in the darkness. There was a rug in the car, but uh, very little else to help. Hetty was still limp and a ghastly colour as I carried her up the back steps to Sir Giles Davenport's Copacabana apartment. When we arrived, the old boy wasn't exactly overjoyed. Hmm. She's in a bad way, Carson. Well, Sir Giles, I've uh, forced a good slug of brandy down her throat. Yes, but to no avail. Well, not yet, sir, but it may take a little while to take effect. Mm, may. Of course, sir, we uh, could call in that medical friend of yours. No, Carson, we could not. But why not, Sir Giles? I don't mind imposing upon his good graces when the cause is relatively unimportant. But if the young woman's going to um, pass on... And he'd be obliged to report the matter to the authorities and... Uh... Yes. Yes, I understand, sir. The whole thing had come out. Yes, it would. That's exactly what would happen. And we'd be implicated in a public inquiry. With things as they are, that's the last thing we want to happen. Yes, Excellency. I urge Senor Carson to leave the Senorita. All right, it did. I'm sorry you must forgive me, Senor. No, I know, I know. I'm the... Character with a weak heart, too, as uh, friend Herman Nagel might say. Well, then, Carson, it, it's, it's madness to keep her here. Look, Sir Giles, she's promised to tell us just where she's involved in this whole death ray business. Yes, it's true. But looking at her, old fellow, I... Well, I'm afraid I doubt very much if she'll ever rise to the occasion. <sighs> Why didn't she tell me about this weak heart? Obviously she knew. Yes, of course she did. A great pity. But we can't afford to have her on our hands dead. So, sir. But, uh, look, Sir Giles, give her a chance to come round. I know this is callous, old fellow. And I hate having to act in this manner. But there are the lives of millions at stake in this death ray business. Yes, of course, sir. Understood. Therefore, I suggest we get the young woman off our hands immediately. We must take her back to the waterfront. I'm afraid I can't, sir. Carson, believe me, I realize only too well how you feel. But we mustn't let personal affection upset our judgment. We must be cool and calculating. It's late, Sir Giles. Couldn't we wait until, uh, 
say, dawn? <sighs> Very well. That'll give us time to get her out. All right, Carson. But if she doesn't regain consciousness by dawn, then we must abandon her. This is the unpleasant sort of decision one must make in our so-called game. So there it was. We had Hetty Fitzhenry where we wanted her, but she couldn't speak. As I looked down on her fine features, pale with the pallor of death, it was one of my most troubled moments in Operation Death Ray. Undercover Carson is written by Michael Noonan and produced by Reginald Goldsworthy for Macquarie Broadcasting Service.